This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side, it's a lady who turns people into mannequins. It's Rapture. Enter if you dare. to Transmissions from the Dark Side, the podcast where we are going through every single episode of seminal 80s horror anthology, Tales from the Dark Side. My name is Jen Hansen. With me, as always, are my two favorite Matts, Matt Nas and Matt Rose. Hey! How are you, gentlemen? Doing well, thank you. Great. I'm doing well as well. That's good. good. Great. We watched an episode tonight. We did, we did. We did. We watched Miss Medusa. This uh, this was an episode. Yeah, it was. It was an episode that happened. Uh, as is custom on this show, we each make a prediction of what we think the episode is going to be about based on title alone. Ooh, so brave. So brave. So brave. Mm-hmm. Heroes uh, needed. Uh, heroes found. <sighs> Here. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first because mine... This is possibly the dumbest one I've ever written. That's really saying something. <laughs> For real. <laughs> oh, God. Miss Medusa. Medusa, a contestant on Jeopardy, ends up losing an otherwise perfect game by answering the last question with, who are three people who have never been in my kitchen, and then murders everyone. <laughs> so she pulls a Cliff Clavin. Yes. And then murders everyone. That's terrific. Uh, mine is uh, Miss Medusa. An old maid can't catch a break because she has snakes for hair. Then she murders 14 men. Wow. Yeah. Well, here we go. Miss Medusa. Well, this beauty contest sucks. <laughs> the life out of you. Oh, twist. <laughs> I was going to make mine a beauty pageant as well. Nice. And then I, uh, that's actually what I had crossed out. And I was like, uh, just go with a Jeopardy. <laughs> oh, fine. Unfortunately, none of those were correct. No. Jen, hit us up what this episode's really about. And them sweet dates. Here are some sweet dates for you. Uh, Miss Medusa is season three, episode 12, aired January 18th, 1987. Jimmy James uh, is playing his saxophone in the New York City subway when he meets an enigmatic woman named Medusa who claims to suffer amnesia and to have caused several accidental deaths. This episode was written and directed by Richard Blackburn. Uh, Richard Blackburn co-wrote the script to Eating Raoul, uh, which was a uh, an eighties uh, indie comedy. Um, he also wrote a, according to IMDb, splendidly offbeat original and atmospheric period horror vampire winner, Lamora, a child's tale of the supernatural. I've never heard of it. Yeah, me either. Uh, and then he wrote this episode of Tales from the Dark Side. He um, 
He was born on March 27, 1923. Outside of his regrettably sparse movie and television work, Richard Blackburn has compiled albums for Rhino Records, written articles for LA Weekly and The Village Voice, and was an associate editor of the book Too Cool. Too Cool. Uh, this episode starred Sophia Landon Geyer as Miss Medusa. As Miss Medusa. Uh, she didn't have a ton of credits. She actually had more for writing than she did for acting. Uh, I, I she, thought I recognized her though. She was in um, <clears throat> she was in uh, soap operas and uh, actually wrote like eighty six episodes oh of uh, uh, I think it was Days of Our Lives and uh, also played the character Donna Love Hutchins Hudson Hudson Corey, which is the best name I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, that certainly is a lot of names. Donna Love Hutchins, Hudson, Hudson, Corey. I like how there's two Hudsons yeah. in there. Uh, Gary... Uh, Marshall? Mar- yep. <laughs> Gary Marshall uh, played Jimmy James, or uh, Mahazrak uh, was Jimmy James. He was uh, in All My Children in the 80s, one ep of uh, this show, and he was Reggie in Sudden Death. Uh, Yolanda Childress is the bag lady. Was there a bag lady in this episode? No. Where no. was there a bag lady? There was a robber. There, there was, was the robber. The robber. Um, you know what? There might have been a bag lady when she was coming down the stairs. Maybe somebody went up the stairs. Though, I mean, there definitely wasn't a speaking role that I recall. All right. Well, she's an actress who had four credits. Radio Days, this, The American Parade, and an episode of Cagney and Lacey called You Call This Plain Clothes? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Steve Tracy was the robber. He was in Valley of the Ultra Vixens. Uh, He was also the husband of Nellie Olson on Little House in the Prairie. Uh, He died at age 32 of uh, AIDS-related complications and... Uh, Nellie Olson, the actress who played Nellie Olson on uh, Little House, Allison um, Arngrim, became a HIV and AIDS activist in his honor. Wow. Oh, yeah. Man lives. Oh, in the sunlit world of what he believes to be reality. But there is, unseen by most, an underworld. A place that's just as real. But it's not as brightly brightly lit. It's a dark side. Oh, it's a dark side. It's a dark side, yeah. Yeah. The door from the dark side swings wide open. (laughs) And we're greeted by... A dark room. Kind of a warehouse. It's a store. A store for things. Do you need a television or sunglasses? Come to store. We've got it all. Rackets. Mannequins (laughs) in the middle of the store. A bunch of balls. Radios. Bikes, bikes, bikes. <laughs> and more bikes. Some televisions with numbers next to them. Come on down. Banana seats. Bucket seats. Your seat should be in one of these seats, because we've got them all. You looking for a Commodore 64? We've got it somewhere in the back. You, you might have to move the bikes. You need an Oki Data printer? No problem. Dot matrix or ribbon? We don't have a lock on the door, so if you're going to break in, you're going to have to do an awkward break-in gesture and then just sort of knock the handle off the door. (laughs) We basically allow you to pull the handle off so you can shimmy the other side straight out. Did we mention we have rackets? (laughs) So, yeah, they're in in Fred Sanford's (laughs) (laughs) closet. 
just junk and everything everywhere. And then uh, a burglar enters. A prowler. How do we know that he's a burglar? He's, he's wearing, wearing a burglar a bandit mask. mask. Yep, he's got a balaclava yep. on. <laughs> and he does a classic burglar move. He, he comes, knocks over a mannequin? He knocks over something. And the moment he knocks it over, he takes off his mask. Yep. And he sees there is a mannequin in front of him. He's just looking at the feet, and he's got his flashlight out. And he does the slowest pan up to be like, do those plastic legs go, go all, all the, the way, way up? up? Oh, he do- <laughs> you just might as well have heard, oh, yeah. Boing. Welcome to Boner Town. Next stop, boop. Going up. <laughs> Ladies lingerie. Throb, throb, throb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm lightheaded from all this boner blood leaving my brain. Oh my God, he's got a gun. Oh, nope. that's not a gun. <laughs> Almost through the first scene. What happened? Oh. So... Uh, he he drinks in this mannequin who um i mean she's not a kim Cattrall, but uh but a fine looking mannequin nonetheless right but he looks directly directly in her eyes and then they show his face mm-hmm. and he has the creepiest mustache he really does he has a real caterpillar up there yeah a real like Uncle Steve mustache. Yeah, it's like it's like you took uh, uh, Tootsie Rolls and and rolled them in like trimmings of beard hair, <laughs> and right? Then just stuck it on. It, it it is. It's just like a broom duster. Yeah, yeah. No bueno. He um, he turns into a mannequin once he looks in this mannequin's eyes. Yeah. It at first, it kind of. Like it was kind of weird because they went back and forth with the faces a few times, mm-hmm. where it was mannequin face, his face, woman's face, his face, woman's face. Now he's a mannequin. It was like a Freaky Friday, kind right. of. Yeah. yeah. And then um, the woman realizes that she's free, and she takes his flashlight. She grabs a pair of blue blockers, <laughs> <laughs> and she is out the door. Yes. And, and I, I, I want to point something out about this episode that it seems like they actually left the warehouse where they film um, tr- uh, Tales from the Dark Side yeah. to film. Like, th- it looks like they actually filmed in the alley behind the warehouse. And then we, we were, we were kind of talking about this because where she goes once she leaves the alley is the subway station. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to figure out if maybe they actually filmed some pickups in a subway. Yeah. Or if it was just stock footage. But um, it was just, it was weird to see. Like, uh, the only time I can really remember seeing them film outside is Tear Collector. Yeah, I am I'm confident they did not have a permit. Oh no! It's it oh, was a I mean, run and gun. Yeah, I mean they did the same thing with Ghostbusters though. Mm-hmm. With like when they were filming them like running around the city in New York, they didn't have permit. That's one of the reasons why they were running. 
Really? Yep. That's amazing. They're like, we want it to look natural. <laughs> well, she runs all the way over to the subway station so we can have night jazz on the subway. <laughs> oh, this is this is some sweet jazz. I would normally play this song right here, and we all know and love this one. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. This isn't quite the mood. No, no, it, it, no I mean, it wasn't. Uh, the it was sexy. Don't get me wrong. Of course. But more in like, more sexy like Lisa Simpson. Which is not sexy, but it was like Lisa Simpson playing her saxophone. Right. So let me see if I can find with you guys right now an appropriate sexy substitute. So when I saw the guy start playing the sax mm-hmm. and he 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 basically like he starts making a weird face. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, I know everybody who plays the saxophone makes kind of a weird face, but he was kind of like fish lipping the... Um, the, I don't the know, read or whatever. Yeah. And all I could think of is release the spit Open veil. the sink. Over yeah. the sink. Over <laughs> the sink. <laughs> the, the, it really, uh. it was more freestyle. It was more, it was, yeah. Plaintive and sad and, and, uh, it, it really was, um, not like Lisa Simpson in the beginning of every Simpsons episode where she's in class. More like when she when she's with Bleeding Gums Murphy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. More, more like that. Yeah, like this was this was much more of a of like sad jazz. Yeah. Yep. Let's see if uh, this strikes our fancy a little bit more once it gets to the second. seems a little too yeah. upbeat, I think. These all seem like songs. And yeah. Things. Was he really playing that sax? It looked no, like he I, wasn't. I, no? don't, I, I don't know. I, I can't he, tell. I, it, I mean... I can tell when someone's faking it on the guitar, but yeah. I, with other instruments, your guess is as good as mine. All right. Well, Johnny Sax picks it up. And I, know, I know that it's not his name, but I wrote it down. I was like, Johnny Sax. Yeah. Um... The way that he talks, and this is coming from me and my Midwestern accent, his Midwestern accent is full plugged nose. Yes. <laughs> it's like, hmm, what are you doing? Hey, where are you from? <laughs> the other thing that amazed me about this episode is that it goes a hot three minutes and 40 seconds plus before a word is spoken. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The opening scene is done in complete silence the whole introduction to the train station is in complete silence except for the the yeah of the sacks but like yeah i mean they had during the um during the warehouse scene there were some cool synths yeah happening Mm -hmm. and there was great like sine waves like just (laughs) (laughs) type sounds when the medusa thing happened but uh, how would you describe uh, her look? The uh, did, did she remind you guys of anyone? The actress? Well, so that was it. I I could not place. Wh- I mean, I, I didn't like write anything down, uh, like a joke or anything. I, I just I couldn't think of who she reminded me of 
just it, it, she just had one of those faces where like I saw it and I was like, God, where do I know her from? Yeah, she does. I I agree. She did have like a, a familiar look. She really wasn't in that much. I wrote down that she was a smash nosed Isabella Rossellini. Okay. I can I can see I can some definitely of that. I can definitely see that she's wearing the outfit of the femme fatale mm-hmm. for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, she, she's wearing a fur coat. She's I mean. wearing a fur coat. She's got the glasses on. Sunglasses at night. And she's wearing and she's wearing black stiletto heels. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's a good look. It's a look that works, mm-hmm. but it's a look of a mysterious woman. Right. Finally, she ends up sitting down. In the train station because she has missed the last train. At least that's what I thought. Okay. But then yeah. you see another train later. So I guess she doesn't have money for trains. <laughs> well, and the uh, the guy actually mentions... Not having enough money for trains. Yeah. yeah. Which brings us to my favorite section. How train? How train go? <laughs> How train? How train? Um, his name is Jimmy James. Jimmy uh. James. Which I all I could think of was Jimmy Jazz from uh, The Clash <laughs> the entire time. So <laughs> thanks for nothing, Jimmy James. Uh, and she said he he told her his name was was Jimmy James and she liked it. And she said, it sounds like a little pie. Yeah. And right. Matt and I looked at each other. <laughs> I wrote down Jimmy James, the little pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that had to have been one of the strangest things that I had heard someone say in a long time. Did we all mishear the line? No. no. Okay. One of the other very interesting points uh, of this is Jimmy James starts asking basic questions. Hey, what's your name? She doesn't know. Where are you from? Uh, Greece. Well, she said, I think I was from the Mediterranean. The Mediterranean. The Mediterranean. That's right. Sorry. How um, dare you? Well, because he asked, he asked a question about Italy. I think, right? And she goes, "No, no Greece." And then, and then she tells, kind of this free form, one word at a time story. What well, we missed, we missed an act break. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, because they were asked- making, uh, they were making small talk. Uh, she she said from the Mediterranean. Then, um, <laughs> the one thing that I thought was really funny is he goes. Well, what, do you have amnesia? Yes. And she goes, yes, I have amnesia. I have it very badly. Yes. <laughs> I wrote that down, too. I have amnesia very badly. I have a bad case of amnesia. So she runs. She goes to, like, take off. And as she gets up to walk away, she sees a poster with, uh, and she's just looking in the eyes of the woman in the poster that are sort of scratched out. Yeah. yeah. And then we and get more chunky sine waves. Yeah. Yeah. What? And then that's an act break. Oh, we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Okay, you got it. Let me tell you what I'm thinking. This come to pass. My name is Geek. I put them on as a shocker. Man, I love these blue blockers. Everything is clear. They block out the sun. Oh, yeah. I got to get me some. Everything is groovy now. No bull in my speech. This is what I do up and down Venice Beach. My name is Geek. I'm more than a hip hopper. And I'll be cheap in my blue blockers. Yeah. Now, what do I mean? Yes, these sunglasses are really, really keen. So there you have the folks out there in TV land. Did 
get you some glasses, yes, we been the last. Remember what I said, now I'm a hip hopper, yeah. Go get you some blue blockers. Mm. Nah, you just this week. I'll see you later. I gotta make some money on the beach. Oh, he's a hip hopper. That man was the notorious B.I.G. <laughs> 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 and we're back. Now. 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 He's like, uh, well. Still trying to figure out who, who let me, uh, she is. Let me see what else we can do. And this is the point where she tells this very avant-garde story. Well, yes. hold on. Hold on. <laughs> she told him that she is beyond his experience. Right. Which I oh, thought was well, which yes. I thought was funny. That was good because he goes, "Oh, I usually am pretty good at figuring people out right away." Well, I am beyond your experience. Mm, mm. Okay, and he's pretty chill. Uh, and they start playing. What would you do with a million dollars? Basically, <laughs> and uh, she starts. Yeah, she starts spinning this yarn. She's like, "What do you What do you see?" And he, she goes, "A courtyard." pool of water hot cellars and cold attics a bowl. Oh, no that's where oh, she that's... wakes up that's where oh, she oh, wakes oh, up oh that's right that's right time. that's right sorry uh no it was um men wearing masks with oiled limbs yep this real is eyes a wide shut. real eyes wide <laughs> yeah. shut type shit the... <laughs> there's a rumbling in the distance the sky goes black it gets very hot. Like, yeah, we get it. You're talking about Pompeii. Jesus. Put the dog. Oh! In the <laughs> Put the dog in the box. <laughs> Put the dog in the box. A kitten purrs. A baby cries. Put the dog in the box. <laughs> she, yes, and, and then she says, uh, later she remembers hot cellars and cold attics. Which means, in a previous life, she was a McDLT. <laughs> Tell me she wasn't. Tell me she wasn't. Here's the here's the best thing in the world that happens next. My man Jimmy James goes, "Hey, that sounds like you had a pretty hard time." Nothing makes a frown turn upside down than freestyle jazz. Saxophone. Oh, I wrote down saxophone. Uh, she says she's cursed. She has accidentally murdered a lot of people. Just a she's lot. a murderess. Yeah, she is a murderess. And um, now it's uh, now time play, to guess her name. What's my name? What's my name? What's my name? It's Usa something. This is a real uh, this is a real young Frankenstein yes. Abby normal situation. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's something Usa. And he's like, Usa. Susa. Lusa. Lusa. Dusa. Oh. Oh, it is. Oh, it's, yes. Ooh, it is something Dusa. It's uh, it is Dusa. Stomp. Stomp. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but what's your first name? Um, and he's like A E I O U Me Me Ma Mo Mo Si Se Sa May 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 sounds nice. May May is the the it's spring. There's 
the children playing outside, the flowers. Uh, we'll call you Medusa. Hey, that sounds like Medusa. <gasps> do, do, do. And then, and then he says, uh, well, if you don't have anywhere to go, you can stay at my place. I'm not a creep. <laughs> yeah, I have a couch. Which yeah. is the creepiest thing a it's human It's just can say. New York City in the middle of the night, and I'm here playing a saxophone and sunglasses, and I'm not a creep. Sleep on my couch. <laughs> well, and he says, he, God, he said something else. I forget what it was. It was something like, oh God, I don't even remember it. We're not engaged or or something like that. Like I or no commitment, maybe or whatever. I forget exactly what mm. he said, but it was just it was completely unnecessary. You already offered a complete stranger that you met in the subway a, a room in your house. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You don't have to preface it with something like that. Just yeah, he's he's a real saxophone therapist. <laughs> well, if I can understand you. Then I can take you and put you in the phone. <laughs> what? This is Jimmy. This is Jimmy James's uh, success in saxophonery. <laughs> Get to know somebody, solve their he problem. Means saxophone, not like phone, oh, like telephone, yeah. which is what I also thought. Yeah. <laughs> hey man. Hey, if I can listen to you and understand your problems, I can make you real small and make you fit in my cell phone. It hasn't been invented yet. Beep boop beep. I'm blind. It's a secret. <laughs> Don't tell anybody, but I can't see you. Beep boop beep boop boop. Hey, can you hand me my saxophone? <laughs> I have great spatial awareness. <laughs> so when did you guys figure out he was blind? Immediately. Immediately, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like when he got you up. Saw his eyes. <laughs> like when I, when he got up and walked to the stairs in the very beginning, and then like felt his way back. It was like no one doesn't know you're blind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's saying, "All right, I gotta go home and go to sleep. We're connected. No, we're not. There's some some debate about whether or not." I don't know. They have feelings for each other or something. But I then guess. she says to him, "You cannot die." And I was like, "What?" what? I think I think yeah, that was that was a. a, a and then thing. I was like, "This is a real boner killer." Yeah, because yeah. like they are flirting. Sure, they're. I guess. Well, I mean. For an awkward woman who's been a mannequin for God knows how long <laughs> and a blind saxophone guy. Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> this is a pretty this is hot and heavy. For- <laughs> well, I couldn't believe that right before the act break, he gives her a kiss. Yeah. Yeah. Like passions are hot. Yeah. So they have they have a really weird, awkward goodbye, and he's just like, eh, why not? And goes in for the kiss and he takes what? I like eh, why not? <laughs> the most romantic of all. Yeah. Eh. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> continue. Uh so he takes or he, I I don't remember if he actually like took her glasses off or if they accidentally came off like he brushed them or something. Yeah. But she freaks the fuck out. Yeah. And 
you know, she <laughs> she freaks out but still looks at him for some reason. Um, and then like turns away really quickly and then like looks over her shoulder and he he doesn't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she's like, Oh my god, the curse is lifted, takes her picks her glasses up off the bench, breaks, breaks them in <laughs> half, yeah, and throws them onto the tracks. And then goes up to him um, and kisses him and takes off his glasses. And that's when we get the worst blind eye I have ever seen yep. in my entire life. Uh, you mean I'm just looking rolling up my real eyes. hard? Yeah, I'm just rolling my eyes in the back of my head. Yeah. Flavin. 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 And then we uh, we have act break. We have another act break. All right. Um. We'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side right after this. Books, check them out. Books, check them out. Pick up a book. You got a fantasy? Imagination can take you to where you want to be. Are you curious? How can you find out? Books, check them out. Books, check them out. Read about stars and cars, play electric guitars, or cops that work hard, patrolling the boulevard, the heavyweight champ and his craziest bow. Books, check them out. Books, check them out at your library. <laughs> uh, Matt, where do you check them out? At your library. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, the heavyweight champ and his craziest bout. Books, check them out. Talking about stars and cars driving down the boulevard. My favorite thing in the no, world. No, no, that was cops who work hard. Patrolling Patrol the, the boulevard. And they don't stop. Sure shot. Go out to the parking lot. <laughs> get in the car and they drive real far and they drive all night and then they see a light. It's Blondie in Rapture. Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> We're yeah. rapping. And yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and the people said that the party should stop, but the party can't stop because yeah. parties party don't stop. stop. And we're going to stop the party. Going to stop it all night. Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Keep going. Two hours. Inside of me, and then we had a big party. Everybody was speaking French, and we went down to the laundromat. Smoking cigarettes with friends, smoking cigarettes till the day is end. And then we go to a liquor store and buy some cigarettes. We walked up some stairs all day and all night, and then we realized it was an escalator. We were going the wrong way. It was really hot that day. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> 
<laughs> Think I'll skip this one this year. Boner. We're back. That's a commercial. That's a, that's something to release online. <laughs> or oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll do one of God, those. We're great. We'll do oh. one of those shitty boxes, and we'll say, "Does your podcast do this?" <laughs> And then it'll just be that. <laughs> it's just the video is just cuphead of you getting killed over and over you know? again. But with that <laughs> <that's> <laughs> Yep, that's it. Yep. Does your podcast do this? Awooga. Awooga. Done. Great. Done. Thanks, Done. All right, perfect. Uh her glasses fall off. She's fine. She's cured. She breaks her glasses. Wait a minute. He's blind. Oh, and she is furious. Why didn't you tell me you were blind before I broke my glasses? And he all but, hey, bitch. Yeah, before you (laughs) saw me break my glasses in half. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) This is a... This is a pickle. Did I do that? <laughs> oh, cool. It's a real cool guy. He's pulling up pants and wearing flies. Uh, he's got suspenders to keep his pants up. You don't talk down to him. Shut up. He's just a nerd, but he is real smart. He'll wag his finger and shake his butt. Did I do that? His favorite words. Do I do that? Repeat. <laughs> How podcast? <laughs> how, how podcast brain? How podcast. Uh, I love that Matt just watches you and you and me, Jen, descent into madness, yep. and he's just like, "I'm along for the ride." Yeah, he is. In you the are wedding, the, the He's in the wedding singer. <laughs> <laughs> You're John Lovett. Yeah, <laughs> and I reap the benefits. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> he, all right, so back to the thing. Uh, he is, like, pitching jazz woo at her. I, <laughs> He's, fate has brought them together. So I didn't, I didn't take a lot more notes after this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I just, this is a I pretty wrote, thin F. It there, really is. It's, yeah. a, it's another, even though that they do a great job going to different locations, the majority of this is very much a bottle scene. Yeah. And very much just they're trapped by circumstance. Right. Mm-hmm. So y- there isn't a ton that goes on except the building of their trust, which is built fully on their dialogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There really is no action beyond the the kiss breaking of the glasses. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then her... <laughs> Getting up and looking remorseful at the lights on the train. Right. He's again trying to talk her into sleeping on the sofa. I'm a good guy. I'm blind. Sleep on the sofa. <laughs> Even a blind guy can fly can find the clit. <laughs> <laughs> Even a blind guy is gonna get in them guts. <laughs> Getting those mannequin guts. Do you think she's hollow? Well, th- I had so many puss quests. <laughs> <laughs> are the are the pubes snakes? I mean, so 
many questions. <laughs> How old am I? Why? But you know what though? The, the the I think the thing that makes me saddest about the past like thirty seconds is that as soon as you said that, I thought that's a really good question. That's a good and push then quest. and then immediately in my head, I just thought about all the tiny little snakes, but they had faces like the snakes in a Tim Burton movie, like Beetlejuice yeah. uh, on the yeah. on the banister. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I mean. Oh my god. <laughs> That's a real pressure cooker of an episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they are falling in love. Yeah. And really, although not fully believable, it was plausible. They did a good it's, job. It's, yeah. yeah. As a couple yeah. of like total, you know, hey, you're a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. Let's go to the Let's Isle of Misfit Toys. Exactly. Right? Perfect. Yeah. Is this the point where he plays that song that he calls Amnesia? No, I think that I think, I think that, that was earlier. Uh, that was earlier. Yeah. He does play a yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, that was in the second act. In the second act, he plays a song to cheer her up, and she ends up wanting to name that song. And it's like, I'll, uh, I'll Well, no, it. no, he, he, he wants to name her, her amnesia. amnesia. Give and me she a said, name. I don't like that. That's too scary. Right. And he said, oh, no, I meant, uh, I meant for the song. Oh, well, for the song, it's fine. So they're going to go back to his place, but she needs to get sunglasses first. Um, And all the places are closed. It's too late. It's 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Look, it's it's 2 a.m. in New York City. There's nowhere to get sunglasses. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of a sudden, a spokesman for Dwayne Reed comes out (laughs) like, Hi, Dwayne Reed is open 24 hours a day in most locations within Manhattan. From antacids to aardvarks. From sunglasses to sun, sun ups. Sun up. To sun sunny tea. D. Sunny D's. A sunny tubs. Also, Blondie wrote all of this copy. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's weird. I thought that was the... The waitresses. I thought that was the waitresses. <laughs> Wait, did Blondie write the song? Did you know her name isn't Blondie? Blondie is the band. Is this still the commercial? Anyway, we're open now. <laughs> Remember Debbie Harry. Yes. Bye. Bye. <laughs> also, my name isn't Dwayne Reed. <laughs> uh, Debbie Harry told this story on... Um, she was on the RuPaul podcast once, and she was telling the story about how she thought she was in... Um, Who's the ce- the good-looking serial serial killer? Is that Ted Bundy? Ted Bundy. Yeah, she's like 99% sure she got picked up by Ted Bundy once. She was walking oh back. Like, all the trains were done. It was like 4 a.m., uh, and she was walking um, walking in New York back to, where, you know, wherever she lived. And this car, uh, like, started, you know, circling her, and this guy was like, hey, let me, let me give you a ride. And she could just, ha- like, got a weird vibe off of him, and there was, like, a really weird smell. And she was like, no, that's okay. No, thanks. Um, this happened several times. And finally, um, like, there was a bunch of broken glass or something. And uh, she's like, all right, all right. So she got a ride with him. And she got in the car. And all of the interior had been, like, ripped out. And uh, there were, like, I don't know, tools or something in the back. And there was no handle on the door. Uh, so... When she, uh, 
the car like slowed down at some point and she was able to like reach out the window and, the, open, and open it, from, it from the outside the outside and like just roll out of the car. Oh geez. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's scary. Doesn't have anything to do with this episode, but I just wanted to get that in there. I've had two people open my car door and sit in the car. I've had that happen once. What? At least once. Yeah. Yeah. Cre- it's creepy as fuck. Wait, while you were in it? Yes, while I was uh while I was in a parking lot. Yeah. I uh one girl was at Western and you knew her. Oh, that was uh that was Margaret Radnick, I think. Yeah. And I ended up giving her a ride somewhere. Yeah, because you had a Reverend Horton heat sticker on the back of your car. You had to be cool if you had that. I was like, well. Okay, but ask next time. Um, The other one was a woman that I ended up taking to Detroit and dropping her off, like, by some houses. And I was like, see you later. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah, yeah it, it's so confusing to have someone yeah, in your car that does not belong there. And it, yeah, uh, we were at um, we were at Lebowski Fest um, in Louisville and some dudes just like jumped in the back of our car and they were super wasted and they were like, take us to the strip club. We're going to the strip club. And Ted and I were like, we're not going. We probably should have just gone to the strip club. Uh, <laughs> but we were so irritated with these guys. It's like, we're going to drop you off and then go to the strip club without you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like they wouldn't they, Yeah, they wouldn't get out of the car. They were just being dicks. And uh, so we killed them. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, no. No. I don't mean that. <laughs> anyway. She has to go pick up some glasses. She knows where to go, so she goes back to the <laughs> the storage room where she uh, where she woke up earlier. She goes in, and she God did she have the flashlight? She had the flashlight. Okay, mm-hmm. and so she's she's looking around for those glasses. She I think shines the light in her eyes on accident, and looks over at the side, sees herself in the mirror, and poof. Turns into a mannequin. Turns it's a back real into the mannequin. Special. And the <laughs> what did you say? It's a real today's special. I used to fucking love today's, today's special. special Shout it loud and clear. Today's special. <laughs> Do you remember Jeff? Jeff was a mannequin. He could be alive, but only in the store. If you took him out of the store, then he oh would just be a mannequin. God. Right. I thought he had a magic hat as well. He d- he also had a magic, a magic like a magic cat. cat. Yeah. And then there was a mouse. Mm-hmm. Buffy. Yeah. Oh, that was a good show. I mean, I'm sure. It wasn't. I'm sure yeah. it's dog shit. Yeah. But <laughs> you know what? We're gonna do a backdoor pilot Yay! on this show and <laughs> transmissions from today's special. <laughs> I would love to do. Um, t- I'm, there probably already is a you can't do that on television podcast. Oh, there's gotta be. Yeah. There's gotta be a million. There's probably one just revolving around barf. Yeah. Uh, you lost yeah. me. I never. Had oh yeah, cable. he didn't have cable. So. Oh okay. How'd you watch today's special? Uh, that was on in syndication, either in Canada or on Channel sixty two. Really? Okay. Yep. I saw it on Nickelodeon. All right. 
Anyway, we should finish this episode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we are literally 10 seconds away. Yeah. I know, um, but we're, this so, episode is so short. Yeah. So he, uh, the, the criminal wakes up again uh, and uh, what was his name? Jimmy James? Yeah. Yep. Um, he opens the door and he's like, hey, what's taking so long? And the blind the, guy. The, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Jess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the criminal pulls out his gun. Shoots him. Yeah, that's my stomach. <laughs> All right. That's what that noise is. Just checking. There, for there's, a moment, there for isn't a, a wolf outside yes. the door. It's my stomach. For a moment, I thought, are we haunted? Is there. No, my stomach is haunted, though. Oh. <laughs> like, oh no. I've got a telltale heart. <laughs> oh my God. I ate a telltale heart. Oh. Hey, Matt, what you have for breakfast today? <laughs> telltale heart. Damn it. <laughs> I ate a telltale heart. Now I'm going to have a telltale fart. <gasps> oh, God. Debbie Harry wrote that, that l- rhyme. Once you eat a telltale heart, and then you'll have a telltale fart. And Fat Five Pretty is fucking great. cool. Outside the school. Rapture, peace, you'll be singing in the rain. Say, to punk rock. I'm on cocaine. <laughs> Lots of it. Lots of cocaine. Fat Fat Freddy gave me 16 lines. I did them in my nose and then I died. Rapture. <laughs> They're losing their minds. <laughs> They're eating cars and eating bars, and now he only eats guitars. Yeah. <laughs> they went a little French Schneider. <laughs> and now they almost bear guitars. <laughs> it was a bikini wave. God, I used to love this record. I'm pretty sure we're past fair use by now. But what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> we cannot afford any any form of lawsuit. Do you want to just get to the rap? Yeah. Um. So, uh, my man Jimmy James, he's outside. He sh- he uh, shimmies the door open. And he walks in. Yeah, and, and the criminal freaks out, shoots him, and runs out. And uh, Jimmy James, now shot bleeding, is calling out for Medusa. Where are you? Did he get you too? I'm, I'm scared. I love you. I'm, Hold me. God, I'm, don't let I'm me sc- die like this. I'm scared to die alone. Uh, and then he shuffles this Just mortal dies. coil, man. He dies. This bummed me out it was yeah it was impactful i mean maybe blondie can make me feel better Real bummer of an ending. I I, uh, I I I thought it was good. Yeah, I liked it. I I liked the ending. I I liked the episode, but I had issues with it. 
Well, we are at that point that it's time to go to the writer's, writer's room. room. And Matt, you seem like you're fully loaded. Let's do it. Um, well, the dialogue at times was just hard to get through. It was a slog. Um, I thought that both of the actors were competent actors. I thought that a lot of times the dialogue was just stilted. It didn't go anywhere or it was not how human beings talk. Yeah. It would basically translate to how talk. And that's... We were watching strangers have a conversation in real time, basically. <laughs> yeah, that it was awkward. Yeah. yeah. And and you guys had had mentioned um, as soon as the episode was over, um, you get making a bunch of David Mamet jokes mm -hmm. um, because it, it wanted very hard to have the snappy dialogue of uh, of a of a Mamet play, but it, it well it had one thing in common and that there was dialogue, but it was not snappy, and they they didn't let any I think I think it felt mammity because. Um, it was just there was a lot of talking right next to each other. It was very yep. quick, and mm -hmm. um, they didn't let anything really breathe. Yeah, no, no, a line <clears throat> didn't lay for any time at all before mm -hmm. somebody else. And did and I mean that else. that can definitely work, but there's also something to be said for you know a pause to for reaction time so yeah. you can process what someone's saying. Yeah, exactly. Or just because when people are talking and they just met, there's going to be a pause or two. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, what happens with this type of dialogue is then it just seems overwritten. Right. Yeah. And I think that was the main flaw in it is that it was like there's straight up monologuing in yes. it yep. for no reason. You know, they they are actually doing pretty good. Um, I, I agree with you, Matt. I think some of the dialogue, like that story, that really kind of the Pompeii mm -hmm. story, the Pompeii story, story could have come later. It it could have, and it, uh, I didn't mind the story itself. I think that it, it it could have been polished up a bit. Did we even need it? I mean, clearly she was Medusa. Did we need that? Like, I mean, the Pompeii story was. What if it was like I remember something? Yeah, they. I mean, they could have they they could have sanded that down a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think for I, what it was, I feel like it was it was pretty well paced. The the, 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 the pacing, pacing of the episode, the pacing, pacing of the, of the episode. Dialogue. Yeah, the pacing of the episode. I agree was good. Mm -hmm. I my main problem is with the dialogue itself where i just thought that it did not aid the story in the way that it should have okay yeah so what would you have done do you know or it's a good question that's that's something that i was kind of relying on you two to <laughs> help well no i mean because because you guys you know, you guys actually write scenes and stuff. So mm -hmm. yeah. you would be able to come up with a, I think, a, a better way to frame the dialogue than what was in the episode. Me, you know, I, I, I know what sounds natural to me and what doesn't. And that did not sound like a natural conversation. It, it There were points where it felt very natural. 
And then there was points where it was like two aliens talking to each other. Yeah. And unfortunately, a majority of it was, was like the, two e- aliens yeah. talking to each other. Yep. It almost kind of felt like a play, though. Like, I, I mean, it was. It, it had, did. It, yeah. did. it yeah. definitely did. So maybe if that was a stylistic choice, I'd. If the, if the stylistic choice was melodrama, mm-hmm. then yeah, they kind of got it, but yeah. I Well, uh, and I guess if you're going to tell this story in 22 minutes, yeah. Like mm-hmm. uh, you don't typically see 20 or like half an hour dramas anymore. Typically they're hour long, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So I guess when you have to kind of condense everything in, you might you, you might have to do that in order to get more of an impact. I don't know. What do you think? I think I think there was a couple of things that they needed to bridge better. They needed to make a stronger choice on whether she actually had amnesia or she was suppressing the truth from him. Mm, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I think I think once she I think they did a good job with the blind reveal to her mm-hmm. to give her more of an emotional connection to him, him. Yeah. that she can be herself with, with him. him. Mm-hmm. Yep. If they would have done it any earlier than when they did it, I don't think it would have worked. Had the, yeah, yeah, I don't think it would have had the same impact. It's So it's basically building up their relationship and their trust. And they did that as best as they could, like as goofy as the, I'm you feeling blue? Let mm-hmm. me play you a song on the saxophone is... That may have worked in 87. With a little dusting up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With a little bit more connection, with a little bit more like something. It it was missing some. The connection at that point wasn't strong enough. We just heard the Pompeii story and he was like, whoa. I think I'm in love with you. Yeah, exactly. Well, let me play this song. Yeah. So. You wet yet? (laughs) (laughs) I, I think that. The dialogue that fell flattest to me was when he's dying. Mm. Oh, okay. Because the, well, for one, the I love you, come on, you've known her for like an hour and a half. Um, Two, it started out okay with him asking if she's there, if she's hurt, where are you? But then it started going into, I'm scared, hold me, I love you. I, th- I, I mean, I know that this show does not strive for realism or anything like that. Um, but I don't know. I just, I, I, I kind of had a problem with the... It was heeping it on. Yeah. It was heaping it on, but it didn't bother me at that point. Clearly he was dying and, yeah. you know, they were doing the last twitch. Yep. Yeah. It was it was definitely playing that one note really hard. Yeah, like, yeah. It's a real O. Henry ending. Yes, it is. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Um, I liked the ending. I liked the ending. Just wasn't that crazy about the, the dialogue, dialogue. Mm-hmm. at the end. I can see that. I can see that. It. I mean, it was heavy handed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and the the funny thing to me is that. For Tales from the Dark Side, this was actually a really oh, light touch. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. You know what it would have been awful? What? If he thought she shot him. Oh, <gasps> shit. Oh, yeah. That oh, it was a setup? That it was a to setup. To steal a saxophone? Right. Or something. It's yeah. like, how, how, could, how could you? How, 
I I was falling in love with you. So yeah. so one thing that I that I liked um in that end scene is that as they're I, I think they were kind of um pulling out a bit and you could see him on the ground and the mannequin looking down at him. So she's watching as he's done. Yeah. So, so she's forced for, I to... think that would have had a lot more impact to me mm-hmm. if he thought she killed him. Yeah. Because then that would really reinforce the way she was acting in the beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. Then, and it would reinforce her. Yes, yes, exactly. It would reinforce the belief she has that she is cursed. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree I mean, with shit, that. I'd be inclined to believe her. Mm-hmm. Scale of one to ten, how many blue blockers would you guys give this episode? Oh, I'd give it seven and a half. Okay. I'd give it eight. All right, I'd give it seven. Yep. All right. Great. That's kind of exactly where it needs to be. Yeah. Um, for the melodramatic episodes, um, so now we're we're watching enough episodes that we kind of have categories we have of, our buckets. of, of yeah. Tales from the Dark Side episodes. For the melodramatic ones, so I would put um, the vampire one in in this bucket. Uh, the um, the one with John Hurd. Oh, and the tear. Penelope, Penelope. Yeah, Penelope Ann Miller. Um, yeah. 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 I, I would, I would uh, say that, that the redhead. One, yeah, yeah. I would say I that put, one definitely falls in I would put in Tear the... Collector in this, mm-hmm. in this bucket. Yeah. This so far is number one. Okay. In that bucket. Yeah. I, yeah. I. The ending is what really solidified it for me. Yeah, the mm-hmm. ending was good. The fact yeah, that they I, kept I, it kind of dark. And yeah. that they went there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it was a really oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no. Oh, oh no. Oh no. You can get in contact with us on Facebook and Instagram at T from the Dark Side, or send us an email at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. If you like Twitter, it's T F T D S. And that is all the ways you can get in contact with us. If you missed it. Well, my goodness, we're going to say it in just about 30 seconds. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, Uh, Jen and Matt. A great time, as always. A great time was had by all. Yeah. Is there anything that I forgot? Um, And out comes the man from Mars. Try to run, but he's got a gun. And he shoots you dead, and he eats your head. Oh, yeah, it was try to enjoy the daylight. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Bye. Bye. And rapping by and Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTDS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.